Welcome to the Bearded IT Dad Podcast, where technology meets career development. Join us as we talk with industry experts, get advice and insight about their expertise and real-world experience in the information technology field. Have to learn to learn on your own. The number one thing you can do to get out of the help desk or out of any entry-level position is be exceedingly good at your current position. The elephant in the room, right? Money is obviously a a certain barrier and roadblock, but I would charge and, and, and argue against that. There are so many resources out there available for free on the internet. From starting your IT journey to advancing your career, you'll get actionable tips and practical advice to help you succeed in this ever-evolving industry. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's dive into the world of IT. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Bearded IT Dad. Today, we have a very special guest with us. He is a author, trainer extraordinaire, teaching courses in Microsoft Networking Cloud and anything that deals really with ones and zeros, and also has his CCIE. This is Anthony Sequera. Did I pronounce that right? You did. Yes. Awesome. In, in Welcome. Portugal, I guess it's pronounced cicada, but I just go with something a little easier. <laughs> well, welcome. And do you mind? I've watched you for a long time. Uh, I watched your CBT nuggets, uh, Udemy courses, YouTube. Uh, but for those who are not familiar with you, do you mind taking a bit and introducing yourself? Yeah, no problem at all. So I am, uh, gosh, 52 years of age now, and I've been in this industry since 96. So I started on the help desk, like many in IT did, and then I saw an ad in the paper for Can You Teach, which I couldn't believe my eyes because it was in the computer section, and teaching is what I had always wanted to do. So I went off to college uh, to be an English major. I was interested in smoking pot and talking about Shakespeare. I figured <laughs> if you can parlay that into a career, why wouldn't you? Right. Unfortunately, I couldn't. So I went uh, like to high schools and was like, oh, my gosh, the area of the country I was in, they were not hiring teachers. So I'm like, great. I just picked a profession that has no spot for me. So, uh, again, seeing, uh, seeing this, can you teach in the computer job section when I was at a help desk was just remarkable. And that's what really launched my whole career. I went to a new horizons, which was the company that was running that ad and, uh, got a job there and then have been mainly teaching and writing ever since with consulting thrown in. So, uh, you know, that's one of the things I wanted to share with your viewers. Uh, when it comes to your career, don't listen to any absolutes because one of the absolutes that I had always heard was that you won't find a big career starting thing in a job ad, specifically the classifieds in the newspaper. And I'm living proof that that is dead wrong. So when people say about your career, don't do this, don't do that. I'd be careful because there's always exceptions. Uh, absolutely. I, I, I'm living proof of that as well. Um, you know, I've, I've been in the field now for the IT field for four years. I used to be a bulldozer operator when I made the jump and I had no certifications, no college education. I was a college dropout and I was able to land a very nice job. And then fast forward three years after entering the help desk, I was actually promoted all the way up to a director of network operations just because 
I'm very passionate about learning and, uh, you know, some people say, well, that's impossible. And, uh, I'm proof of it. I've been at that job for over a year and just taking leaps and bounds, enjoying it, doing, working my dream job. Exactly. I'll give you another one. Um, the help desk. I didn't hate that job. I mean, I didn't hate that job at all. In many ways, it was one of the greatest jobs I ever had because it was, I, I became fast friends with the group of us, you know, that were on a team. And oh my gosh, I'm still friends with some of them today. We had amazing amounts of fun. Um, we really didn't care <laughs> about the end users, right? I mean, so I mean, we did, but you, you know, we were just yeah, yeah. exactly. We if they called us angry, you know, it just made our day because, you know, that's that's when we could kind of poke fun at their silliness. But I didn't hate that job. So I I think people need to be very careful. You know, oh, here here's another one. I can't get work without experience. It's just not true. Is it more difficult? Yes. But if you go into it, like, well, not going to get this job because I don't have any experience. <laughs> You're not going to get the job. So. I, I hear that so many times. I hear so many people say, oh, I have to get my certification before I can even start applying for jobs. And that is just not the case. I, if people would be surprised how um, how appropriate, you know, how many skills they actually already possess for an entry level help desk position. Cause, and personally, I think one of the most important skills on the help desk is your people skills, the ability you, you to communicate with others, you, the ability to handle situations, maybe de-escalate. Like you said, when someone calls you angry, don't just give them an angry response back. You gotta, you know, kind of ease into it and, and that. And, uh, People don't, you know, they take it for granted. They don't, you know, they, they don't think they're qualified. They think they have to be this computer mastermind when there's so many resources out there. Once you get on the help desk, you don't need to know everything and you're not expected to know everything. So I I completely agree. Yeah. We cannot fall into the traps of these, uh, you know, just these kind of absolutes. Again, there, there's no absolutes in the career space. Yes, absolutely. Uh, well, as I introduce you, you, know, you, I know you teach many things, but I have a feeling of looking at some of the stuff you've taught in the past, you have a real passion for the cloud. And, I uh, and I, do you mind for, you know, not everyone out there knows exactly what the cloud is. They probably have some vague idea of what it is by now, but do you mind kind of breaking it down for us? What is the cloud? Who is absolutely. the cloud? Where is the cloud? Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. It, it is one of those things where you you hear about it so much. It is very easy to go, okay, this is all just hype. You know what I mean? This is just, oh my gosh, this is all we're going to hear about. It's like self-driving cars. Oh, it's all we hear about. I haven't seen one yet on the road, right? But so anyways, this is not hype. But what is cloud though? What really is cloud? Well, I always do turn to the NIST definition of cloud from the textbooks that we, uh, that we write in this subject matter area. The NIST nailed it. There's five things that make cloud cloud. Now I'm going to put myself on the spot and see if I can <laughs> rattle them off on three hours sleep. So we oh, have, uh, we have self-service on demand. So one of the beauties of the cloud is if I want a million processor cores right now, I can go up to AWS and press a button and make it happen. Okay. Uh, so on demand self-service, 
There's measured services. So AWS can charge me on a utility bill like basis, charge on consumption. There's basically ubiquitous broad network access. You can get to the cloud from wherever on any device. There's rapid elasticity, which means that the cloud will grow and shrink as demand grows and shrinks. Amazing. And then the fifth one is uh, resource pooling, the ability to take resources, hardware resources, and do multi-tenancy where people are sharing that hardware and they're not able to conflict with each other. So those five core components are really what makes cloud cloud and a ton of technology today falls under that. And that's why we're always talking about cloud. But remember this, and I really do have to research and get one of these t-shirts that I saw a friend of mine wearing at a conference. It said, the cloud is just someone else's computer, which yes. I thought was just, that's gold. That, that, that is, now, that, and, and that and, really defines it. Yeah, and I agree with that. Okay, our stuff is in the cloud and they're doing all this rapid elasticity and broad network access and blah, 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 but we're not having to do anything. Some Amazon person does it for us, how great. But remember this, that uh, it's not just another computer, it's hyper-virtualized, right? That's what this is all about. It's really the evolution of this rage about virtualization. So the cloud is just a hyper-virtualized infrastructure. It's like the matrix. When people are studying for the cloud, you know, the most popular way I think is, I, I prefer to go with is like a certification path. And there's several different certifications, but there's one certification that really kind of covers the basis and it's the cloud plus. And uh, I, I want to talk a bit about who should get the cloud plus and maybe who shouldn't get the cloud plus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cloud plus gets pretty intense pretty quickly. I think CompTIA, we'll have to check this, but I think they still may have like cloud essentials. So I think they may have a step before the cloud plus. So that would be something that someone that is absolutely brand new to IT, still working through like A plus, a cloud essentials type would be great. Now, I love starting with CompTIA and then going to, here's my recommendation for students that are like, uh, should I, I want to, a lot of students will tell me this. I want to do just what you did, Anthony. I'm going to do Azure, AWS, and Google Cloud Platform. And I want to get certified at least in the basics of all of them. Okay, great. No problem. Easy peasy. It really is easier than it sounds. But if they're in that boat, I tell them to go this way. Don't go the way I went. I started with AWS, which I still think to this day is the easiest platform to work with. And then I went to Azure and then I went to Google Cloud, not the order that I would recommend. Start with Azure. Start with by far what can be the trickiest. The reason it gets really tricky in Azure is there's just a ton of licensing that's why their cloud platform makes more money than anyone's. 
there's just all this additional work that might come in involving subscriptions and licensing. AWS tends to be a lot easier. And if you start that way, you're going to get really frustrated with Azure. So I would start with Azure. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, we're saying, you know, you're saying the, the cloud plus is definitely um, a more advanced, a little bit more difficult certification. Um, and we're going to check on to see if, you know, the uh, cloud essentials is still a thing. But yeah, what other kind of, yeah, what other prereqs would you recommend for the cloud plus? You know, um, if someone's starting out and has just fresh knowledge, but knows the cloud is where they want to be in the long run. What's kind yeah. of the, the journey to that? You know, I really got to say that. uh that the the A plus certification, I mean, I don't know if it's how long it's been since you've taken a look at that, but a lot of people are surprised by the scope and just the depth now of the A plus. So, no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if someone has their A plus, they could handle cloud plus by all means. No, the the new A plus is just now coming out. The time of recording this is the eleven eleven. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, can't talk today. The eleven thousand series, eleven hundred series. Excuse me, and uh, it it has grown drastically since even the the nine hundred series that I took um, my A plus for. Yeah. Um, it just covers a lot more cloud, um, and you know, yeah. starting to get in more into mobile technology, the five G, um, things like that. The A plus has really evolved into a really great um, certification just to break into the field and cover all your bases. Yep. And by the way, while we were chatting, I did the research and there is still a Cloud Essentials. Absolutely. So look at that. Awesome. It's a, uh, it was released November 2019. It's CLO002. It's a 60 minute, uh, 75 question test, 130 US dollars. And that is Cloud Essentials Plus. And yeah, so for some, if, you know, if they, there's no shame in starting at that you know, location and then moving on to the cloud plus. And the great news is when you're ready to make the jump into Azure or AWS or Google Cloud or IBM or Rackspace or whoever you're going to specialize with, uh, there'll be certifications that are entry level from them. <laughs> so right off the bat, you can get some certs done very quickly. I remember doing cloud essentials and then cloud plus and then AWS Cloud Practitioner, and then the next AWS, and the next AWS. And then I slid over and did that first Azure. So again, there's always a relatively easy start. Absolutely. Now I get asked this all the time and uh, I want to ask you, um, you know, people come to me asking, well, what should I specialize in? How do I decide AWS, Azure or Google? Um, you know, how do I find out what is, you know, what should I specialize in? What should I, you know, feature it's, in? It's a great question. If, if you don't have an employer that's like your dream, you know, employer, right? If, if you have someone that you just are dead set on working for and they're an AWS shop, well, then embrace AWS. But if you don't have the employer picked out, if you have no idea, then I would just start working with them and whatever you love, whatever platform you're like, ah, oh, everything about this I love, then go for it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, 
one thing that I'm, I'm a huge networking guy. Um, you know, I've, I've known from the beginning, I've always had a passion, I guess back in high school is when I developed it. My, I was lucky enough. I had, um, a CCNA course in high school. My high school actually offered wow. it. Uh, and that's where I developed my love. But, uh, you know, the, for people that are like me that are interested in networking, but know the cloud is the future, there is still plenty of, job opportunities for networking people in the cloud you know just because it's the cloud doesn't mean you don't have to worry about the networking do you mind kind of diving into that aspect of it yeah that was another uh kind of ridiculous i hate to say it but it was ridiculous that was another ridiculous panic that we saw about oh my gosh with software defined networking and with the cloud there's no more network engineering jobs and you know we're all just gonna you know I mean, it's it's just it's crazy. I mean, sure, there are these software defined networking solutions, but they are built on the stuff that still needs to be set up and maintained. So uh, are we getting retrained much of the time now? Sure, we are. But that was always in IT. I mean, that's just always been. It is. It is. You have to constantly be learning in IT to be growing and advancing. You know, the moment you stop learning, you're falling behind because technology is constantly evolving. Yeah. Now, coming from a networking background, I th- I'm a big believer in you know home labs and labs. You know, to learn practice what you're learning. How does that work with the cloud, though? That's, Do you have to cough up money, no, or how does that the work? Greatest thing about it. So, with all of the big three. You're going to be on a free tier account and they're going to make it really obvious if you do something, build something practicing that goes outside of that. So you have this free environment, six months to a year. You have this free environment in which to learn. And one of the things that students are going to love, too, is when they start realizing, like I do this all the time now, I will spin up really expensive Cisco and Juniper equipment in AWS, free of charge on an evaluation license. So imagine that, AWS is free, and now I've got these big, huge, sophisticated Cisco routers on eval licenses that are also free. So it's just remarkable, the equipment access that we have now. Flash giveaway, everyone. If you want to win this giveaway, you have to be quick. Anthony is giving away seats to his brand new ethical hacking course. All you have to do to sign up is click the link down in the description. It will take you over to his Udemy ethical hacking course, and you can sign up completely for free. But once the seats are taken, it is gone, gone forever. So if you're interested in signing up to win this amazing prize, click the link in the description, go sign up and do me a favor. If you guys get the free class, make sure and come back and let me know in the comments below and share this video out so you can help someone else get a chance to win this awesome prize. All right, guys, thank you again and back to the video. So it's just remarkable, the equipment access that we have now. That That is, yeah, is super great because back when I studied for my CCNA back in the day, I remember when I first studied for it in high school, we had you know, a special dedicated rack of equipment because the equipment was so expensive and, you know, you, you only could, you know, you had to take turns. You had to rent time in this rack, much kind of like a, like a CCIE, but this was for the CCNA back in the day. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, 
I, I still like physical equipment when setting for like networking exams. Like I go out on eBay and buy like the $20 switch because I like the feel of that. But, you know, there's free options like this for not just people studying in networking, but, you know, uh, the cloud, but studying in networking as well. And that's so, you know, equipment that you might never even see until you got on the job for a big employer. You can actually practice with and start spinning up and working configurations on it. So that's I, yeah. Love that recommendation you're giving there. Remember now, I do all this stuff virtual and free now in the cloud all the time, but I didn't start that way. And that's why I'm comfortable doing that now. I started absolutely uh, right off of eBay with noisy equipment right there in the corner of the room. And that is definitely a great way to start. Yeah, there, you know, there, there's there's something to be said about having physical equipment to put your hands on, at least when it comes to networking. Yep. You know, you can actually feel the the yep. cable click into the socket and, you know, just have that little bit more visual. Yeah. But, you know, when it comes to the cloud, you don't necessarily get that. So it's difficult, but it's nice to know that there is options and free options available to practice as well. Yeah. And, and, you know, that addresses to that whole no experience thing. Imagine this, imagine showing up for your job interview and saying, uh, Hey, I just wanted to show off a couple of quick projects that I whipped up in AWS. So here you have all this great infrastructure that you built just waiting to show the potential employer. I mean, that sounds like experience to me. Absolutely. And that's one thing I talk to people about is like either creating a blog or heck, even create a YouTube channel or something and like work through different scenarios and document it. You know, um, a lot of employers really love, you know, good documentation and someone yeah. with good documentation skills. Do you have any recommendations on like different projects or different ways to kind of showcase the skills you you really do have? Well, I would definitely get up into AWS and just start poking around. I mean, my goodness, uh, one of the things that I'm doing right now, just for the fun of it, and again, though, this could have tremendous implications if I was looking for like a dev job, but I am right now uh, building my own uh, iTunes, if you will. So I have, uh, I think, close to a terabyte of all of my music digitized, and I'm putting nice. that in an S3 bucket, and then I'm going to use Amazon Echo a custom skill to go in and do fun stuff with my music in the cloud. So fun projects like this that, you know, I'll have access yeah. to my own, you know, music cloud based kind of goofy, but uh, boy, oh boy, it gets you doing things the corporations would be interested in. Absolutely. And, you know, we talked about a little bit, you know, what was after Cloud Plus, you know, but let's kind of dive into the um, different certifications as well, you know, along like the Amazon or, you know, uh, Azure track, yeah. you know, once you once someone goes out and gets their Cloud Plus, what do you think is your recommendations for next steps after yeah, that? Well, it really, again, everyone should be closely monitoring what gets them excited. You know, what technologies they're really enthused and excited about. Monitor that closely because our world now is all about specialization. If you, if you come out of Cloud Plus and you start working with Azure, let's say first, because you want to work with all of them and you start with the toughest one in Anthony's opinion. And so you start there and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is for me. Like I love everything about this. This is the greatest thing. Um, 
sure, you're going to go on to get Azure certifications, but they are going to be specialized. Everyone is doing this whole concept of a track now. So are you a support a systems type person, operational person? Are you a dev person? Are you a systems op? I think I already said that one. Are you a designer, right? Are you building the design? So there's going to be specialization tracks. Don't get freaked out by that. And if you're an eager beaver like I was, be careful about trying to master everything. You know, that's what <laughs> I remember doing that with Cisco and uh, just... I remember going, okay, wait a minute. I am not going to get all five CCIEs. So <laughs> stop trying. And that's what I did. And I just really yeah. started focusing on route switch so I could obtain that CCIE because trying to get them all, dumb idea. Uh, trying to get them one that. almost killed me. So. Yeah, uh, that, that is that is quite the feat there. Now, you you, talk, you just started talking about, you know, in the cloud, there's different job roles within the cloud. You know, a lot of people, I think, think, oh, I want to work in cloud, but they don't know what they want to do with the cloud. You know, what are some of the likely job roles in the cloud that people are going to see? Yeah, they're going to just continue to see migrations. That is the big deal that's happening. So, uh, you know, you work for ABC company and ABC company is like, yeah, we don't need the cloud. And then all of a sudden they see something and they're like, oh, wait a minute. We want to do what those guys are doing over there. They're taking all their Twitter and having it analyzed. And then they're being told what products suck based on all this Twitter analysis and machine learning. And we want to do that. How do you do that? And of course, they're told, well, you do that up at AWS or Azure or Google Cloud. So then they investigate that. And so they go to our junior IT admin and they go, OK, Skippy, you are up. We need you to make this happen. So constantly we're going to be getting involved in either brand new cloud services being introduced into our org or migrations to cloud services. And this stuff, I mean, there's just a ton of things to do that kind of freshers, as uh, they are sometimes termed in our industry, are going to be able to help with. Thanks for tuning in to the Bearded IT Dad. We hope you found today's episode helpful and informative. If you are enjoying the podcast, please make sure to rate and leave a review as it helps more people find the show. If you want more of the Bearded IT Dad, be sure to check out our YouTube channel for additional career tips and IT insights. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite social media platforms for updates on new episodes and exclusive content. Until next time, keep learning.